This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, happy Friday to you. Happy last Friday in Pacific Standard Time as we'll spring forward on Sunday into uh, Daylight Saving Time. And many would like to stay in Daylight Saving Time. I, I don't know. I, I, I read where it's healthier, actually, to, to if we were to stay in Standard Time year-round. But it seems to be that everybody thinks that Pretty much everyone, not everyone, I guess, but pretty much everyone thinks it's kind of crazy for us to keep falling back and springing forward every year. But don't forget to reset your clocks. And now that we have the digital, the phones and the you know, the Alexa things and all that, they kind of automatically update. But I still get in my truck because I won't drive it for like a week or two and get in and it's still the old time. But uh, we want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, as always, here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And Eric in Ferndale gets us started today. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I agree. I don't think we should. It's not why I called, but since you mentioned it, it doesn't make sense to switch back and forth on the daylight savings time. But I'd rather stay with the standard time than go change it to savings time all the time yeah yeah i mean because you know the days get long either way i guess it's just a matter of an hour shift one one way or another and if we stayed in standard time you know on july 4th we'd see the fireworks a little earlier (laughs) yeah but um, we wouldn't have late yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly it would probably fit better with my with my schedule that's that's true i don't stay up terribly late i i don't know if that's good or bad but yeah but uh, what what else is on your mind today? So the I don't know maybe I didn't get it tune in much yesterday, but maybe somebody maybe everybody already talked about the new proposed ban on public public drug usage. Did you touch on that at all with the we, mayor's new? I make it a misdemeanor. No, we didn't talk about that. But yeah, we did report on it in the news. So I don't isn't so. There's a couple things I'm. I'm a little bit confused about. Number one, it's already drugs are illegal in Washington State if you have a specific quantity, right? If you have enough, they can arrest you for having drugs. Yeah, like well, have- yeah. I mean, and the, the you know the drug possession law has been thrown into some uh, you know uh, well, it's it's yeah real a lot of limbo, I guess, after the Supreme Court ruling. What do they call it? The Blake decision. Yeah, so if you have a couple hundred pills of fentanyl or whatever, they can arrest you, right? I think so. Yeah, so that if yeah, and depending and then, on yeah, that you, they they assume that you and generally if you have that many, you probably have other paraphernalia, other baggies or things that you might use to distribute them and then they can get you on a on a um, so intent to if distribute. So I only have two or three then it's not illegal and I don't get arrested and I can use drugs whenever I want. Well, I guess I, you know, I, it, because it is a little bit of a surprise that, um, I guess open drug use and I'm looking at the news release, um, that, was that the city the sent out thing, right? What's that? That was the whole Blake decision. The result of the Blake decision. 
Well, that related and to possession. Um, regardless of that. Well, he says, yeah. Now, I'm just looking at the city's uh, news release. Uh, Mayor Fleetwood said changes state law in recent years related to personal possession of narcotics effectively decriminalized open drug use, which has made it difficult to address drug-related behaviors. Of course, there are already laws on the books saying you can't drink in public, you can't drink alcohol in public unless in a designated area, and you can't uh, you can't smoke marijuana or use you know marijuana products apparently in in a public place. But um, I guess there's been nothing specific on the books to deal with other hard drugs. Like that's kind of surprising. Well, I guess my yeah, that's what it sounds like. But my thought, I guess, on this is um, number one. The people that are doing those drugs most likely are addicts, and they probably don't really care where they're at or who's watching when they're getting high. Yeah. Good percentage of them anyway. Number two, the penalty is a, a misdemeanor, right? You're yeah, not going to go to jail. You might get a ticket, and maybe you're supposed to go to jail. But those, those same people probably don't care if they got a ticket, and they're going to ignore it. The third one, there's somebody who's got to go... A police officer has got to go somewhere, wherever that drug addict is, and write him a ticket for it takes 30, 40 minutes or an hour and a half or however long it takes. So they're busy doing that, and they can't go and deal with real crime that may or may not be happening somewhere when we're already shorthanded. So I think it's a dumb idea. It's not going to solve any problems. You know, it's, it's another one of their feel-good programs that... They can say, "Hey, we we're doing something. Don't don't get mad at us. We tried, but mm-hmm. maybe I'll be wrong." So, well, I guess so yeah. I I mean, you're right because someone who's doing that in public likely doesn't really care what the consequences might be, other than uh, you know, than being uh, taken away from their their drug of choice, you know, and uh, I mean. As, as I understand it, then they would be a misdemeanor. They they would be they would face the charge in municipal court. And um, the mayor's also said um, they want to um, uh, reassess yeah, how those other... types of uh, low level nonviolent misdemeanors are dealt with in the court. Um, as a first step, Bellingham police will transport those arrested directly to Bellingham Municipal Court, and which will extend court uh, sessions to immediately hear those cases. Um, yeah. So I think the goal is to help get them to social services where they might, um, th- that they might take advantage of, but I don't know. How if is that going to happen? I don't know if there's already... a better, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, other, the opera, the, the, the alternative, I guess, is just to let them be and leave them to do what they're doing out in the street. I don't know if that's the best choice. Well, as soon as they get done being processed or whatever at the court, they're going to go back to doing it. I mean, they have been for years and years and years anyway, so this is not going to be any different. And they, the officers are already, there's already a program in place for these people to get help. When a when an officer goes to, the, to see a drug addict, they give them a card and say, here, go get help. This is how you can get help. And, the, and people aren't doing it. So wow. the, the officer are seeing the same people over and over and over and over, and uh-huh. this is going to change absolutely nothing other than waste a bunch of time and resources and money that could be spent somewhere else fixing something. 
Um, they, they, they need to figure out how to do get a new jail and a new drug treatment facility and get these people some help instead of doing the waste and time with all these stupid programs that look like they're doing something. So, all right. All right, Eric, got. Thanks. Appreciate it. You bet. And All right. Thanks. And uh, I, I suspect we'll probably have the opportunity to vote on a new jail proposal in the not-too-distant future, but that's still being uh, hammered out. Uh, let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, I was also going to talk about uh, the Seth Fleetwood's proposal, and I, I totally disagree with the previous caller, with all due respect. Um, drugs are a plague on our society, and we must return to the days when hardcore drugs, I don't care about pot that much, although it's stronger than it used to be from what I've heard. I don't never use drugs myself, but, you know, I don't have any need for them. They're, they're horrible. To, they, treat, they hurt your body terribly. But anyway, um, the uh, thing is that uh, the caller seemed, you know, it was a very defeatist attitude in my opinion. And this is, we should never be defeatist about drugs. And I love, God bless Seth Fleetwood for this proposal that the city council will vote on. I'm not sure when the, when the, the next meeting is or when they'll vote on it. On Monday, but, I think, is at least okay, they'll consider well, it, yeah. Well, I don't know whether it would do me any good to lead a rally on the steps of the, of the city hall, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think that's really something we need to do right now. But nevertheless, uh, there'll be people there. I'm sure there always are. But the thing is... Um, uh, you know, this is a terrible situation we're in, and right now, people—now, I'm not saying that it's going to be as bad as King County, because it probably won't be in, in Whatcom County, and, and our police have things a lot more under control than they do in King County. I can tell you that right now. I know them, and they definitely are, you know, terrific. Uh, one of the better small-town or small-city forces in America that I've seen. But anyway, the um, thing is that— uh, to do this, um, you know, to allow public use of drugs, it leads to things like the biggest problems they're having in uh, the big urban areas south of us is people refuse to use public transportation often now, which is sad. They, it'd be nice if they could. But I wouldn't use it because I don't want to be smelling fentanyl or any other drugs. And they're using them in just blatantly violating law. And all they get in, I'm not sure, the entire, the entire state drug use is essentially quasi-legal now. I mean, there's really nothing the police can do. But they give pamphlets out in King County. Uh, I was down there the other day for um, good reason, uh, you know, in a convention. And, oh, it's filthy, utterly filthy. But anyway, the thing is that um, they get pamphlets out to drug users when they see them, and supposedly they get two of them. Hey, I have talked to over 100 homeless people offering my version of help, trying to get them in the last, you know, I don't know, five, ten years. Not a single one of them, except one woman who lost her trailer in the Sumas floods, you know, a, a little over a year ago. Um, not one has ever said they wanted treatment for their drug problem, and most of them say things to me like, oh, lady, I just want, you know, lady, shut up. I just want to do my drugs. And they don't care. These people, many of them don't want treatment, and that's they should be forced to get treatment, and if they won't get treatment, they should be jailed, and it's that simple. I know we don't have a lot of space for jail right now. But anyway, the other oh. thing I was going to mention yeah. – um, 
was the fact that the state house turned down something. They, they they allow criminals to run rampant in this state, and then the state house turned down. Um, you know, it's a complicated bill capping rent increases up to about seven percent statewide. And they turned that down, along with turning down a part of that bill that would have required, I believe it's a six-month notice on rent increases. Well, hardworking people, as opposed to our drug addicts, hardworking people should definitely have been given this opportunity to have some stability because rent increases are out of control in many areas of the state and also in Oregon. And so anyway, that's an uh, that's a topic. And then another issue is um you know that uh you know we we have the well we have the police pursuit thing. You guys talked about that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is um you know that we also have uh, single family zoning now here's a really serious bill that and and they're mocking us the the elite progressive looney tunes in the in the uh, uh, county council up there down there and in the um uh you know other uh, the the state house in olympia and whatnot um, some of them are just loony as all get out because they want to abandon all single family zoning throughout the state in all incorporated cities. And that's crazy. Um, well, you know, the, I bought a home in a neighborhood because it's single family zoned. And, you know, I don't mind if somebody puts an accessory dwelling unit that somebody actually did a couple doors down. Didn't bother me. But but don't tell me that people should have the right to put a sixplex in across the street and cause all kinds of problems. Well, I and, think it you know, was it, uh, whittled down, I believe it's fourplexes, I think in a city the size of Bellingham, population-wise. it would Joe, be, I'm not sure. And, and, I'm not sure. And, and I'll, I'll, to be fair, though, it's not just a bunch of left-wing weirdos that are pushing this. It, it had strong bipartisan support throughout its uh uh, voting in both in committee and in the ho- the full house. I because mean, it they was, want the builders want mean, to make money. Well, it, well, and that probably is uh, part of the rent increases issue as well. I mean, uh, there are, but this and is I'm not saying people. well, yeah, but I'm saying that uh, there are other interests here. There are property owners that um, that are you're pushing right. back on this. So, but you're right. But it's hurting. It, it's hurting good people. People who don't do drugs, people who work hard, people who hold down jobs. There are there are plenty of jobs in Washington State. Anybody who wants a job can get one. It's just way too many lazy people. If I was younger, I'd probably be out there too. But frankly, you know, it's a health health issue. Okay. I mean, in terms of age, you know, you don't want to. It's a little harder to work full time. But the point is. Uh, you know, yeah, it's no, I know just, what you're saying. Yeah, I, it's just a terrible thing to treat hardworking people like pawns, you know, and end up give these drug addicts a break. That's ridiculous. So God bless Seth Bleetwood. Right. City Council, do your duty and make hard drugs illegal, at least in the open. All right. God bless them.
Thanks, Thank Michelle. <laughs> Appreciate your call. And we'll take a quick break. We get to the folks on the line. We'll have room for you, though. 360-676-5464. Back in a moment. KGMI Connects. Don't miss the Saturday sale at DeWard & Bodie this weekend. This Saturday, DeWard & Bodie will pay your sales tax on select appliances and mattresses for one day only. Plus, combine this offer with other special no-interest financing for two full years on qualifying purchases. That's right. For one day only, pay no money down and no interest for two full years and let DeWard & Bodie pay your sales tax at checkout when you purchase qualifying appliances and mattresses. You'll find specially marked savings on washers and dryers, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more in stock and on sale. Upgrade and save today at DeWard and Bodie with special cashback rebates on appliance pairs and packages, like up to $300 cashback on select laundry sets from GE, Whirlpool, Maytag, and Electrolux, or up to a $100 instant cashback rebate on select KitchenAid and Bosch dishwashers. You'll find these exclusive Exclusive savings and more only at DeWard and Bodie's Saturday sale this weekend at all three stores in Bellingham and Burlington. Financing OAC offer qualifications and restrictions apply. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Spring is on its way, and for you, that may mean a change in jobs or settling into retirement. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. If this spring you find yourself between jobs with no health insurance or planning on retirement and moving on to Medicare, then learning about your insurance options might be one of the most important steps you can take for you and your family. Give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us here on this Friday afternoon. Let's go to Shannon in Bellingham. Hi, Shannon. Hi there, Joe. Um, I'm uh, calling in about the uh, the new proposed ordinance and community court uh, program. Uh-huh. Uh, this, is a t- this is a topic I've been pretty passionate about for the last couple of years, several years now. I even spoke directly to Eric Ritchie, our DA, uh, regarding the program he implemented back in 2020 called GRACE. I don't know if you know much about it. Um, he expanded yeah. that program into the LEAD program. Um, for people who don't know what that stands for, it's Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion, which was to accompany GRACE, which is ground-level re- response. Um, and basically an outreach team that's supposed to basically do exactly what the community court model is purporting to do. So Uh essentially this is a redundancy of two models that are already being implemented in the community that Bellingham and uh, the county both fund. Um, This is simply the status quo all over again under a new name. So another thing I'd like to point out is the municipal court only has 16 staffers overall. It has a paltry budget of roughly $3 million for the entire court to process. And that's including all the uh, trials that have been backed up for the last two years because they were not allowed to operate during COVID. All arrests that were made during that time were uh, 
everybody was allowed to walk because they weren't allowed the right to trial. And then any crimes that were committed during that time were essentially just literally just set aside. Um, and so this community court model does not have the connected services that it purports to offer each individual in the program. Yeah. Right now, under the Grace and Lead programs, there's already a, a wait list because of the uh, the minimal amount of, of clients that they can actually have. Um, and essentially what you're seeing going on out there now is under these two models under operation, and this is an identical system under a new name. Nothing's so going to change. Would someone at, under current uh, the current status quo, if someone, if police uh, encounter someone who is using one of these drugs in public, then is it, does the law the allow them to the contact the, the Grace or the lead teams? Do they come in to... It depends them? on how much time, how much they've operated through the system already. A lot of these programs are only offered to repeat offenders. Uh, Grace is—that's the whole point of Grace—is to appoint, supposedly stop the revolving door of the criminal justice system for repeat offenders. Uh-huh. And it's not. It, so when people talk about you know people getting released back on the street, doing it over, it, that's exactly what's happening under these programs. So the truth, the truth of the matter. Is this was a philosophically new approach to uh, the criminal justice system, and I've studied it for a long time. And uh, I spoke directly to the DA in person when we had the town hall meeting that very few people attended several months back. I was one of the attendees, and uh, uh, again, I've even you know had words with him where he's asked me to call in and talk to him directly. Um, this, this is essentially a redundancy, and I think that it's basically to make an appearance that something is being done for political purposes. Uh-huh. But again, there are no services to the to the scale that these programs demand in order to be successful. There never so, was, and there still isn't today. So I, I'm taking from what you're saying is the better investment would be in increased and expanded <laughs> services. Being made available. Well, that depends because I think a lot of uh, because the, this is granted to the quote client as a voluntary approach. There is no punitive consequential measure. Uh Again, like everybody has said, you do essentially get asked to participate, but there's no teeth in it. There is no consequence to the individual if they don't participate in any of these programs. Uh, And, uh, you know, they're incentivized, but it isn't because there's no consequence at the end of the day. And I'm sorry, I I, I still believe that we need to have more traditional approaches, approaches, I'm sorry, to you know, in, a lot of people think this isn't progress, but this is definitely not progress where we're headed. Uh, and uh, a, a model of more traditional approach to, yes, I think we need more, uh, we need to build the new jail. We need to have uh, an updated jail that's first, you know, humane to the ones that are there. There's always going to be an element that we're going to have to 
keep uh, away from, uh, you know, law-abiding citizens based out of sheer public safety, uh, et cetera. And when it comes to the drug use issue, what can be done on that level, I believe, is, you know, coalitions of mayors, coalitions of city councils can come together across the state, and they can talk to their legislators in a way that really puts the pressure on them. The mayor has the 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 is a liaison between this the state legislature and the governor. I know that he knows them personally. In fact, I know Seth Fleetwood personally, uh-huh. uh, and have for years. And the truth of the matter is, there could be way more pressure, unlike the pressure that seems to be on the legislature today. And again, um, even the DA's office. You know, he was the one who implemented this uh, model. And it's a, I have to say, it's a political model. It's not, it, it, it was experimental to begin with. And, and even the task force that created this admitted that, that this is a philosophically new approach to, to law and justice, mm-hmm. as you want to, you know, however you want to claim. Uh, you know, the, obviously the, the emphasis is, a, is on criminal justice. And I've always criticized that approach. It's not on victims' justice. Yeah. And okay. and the, the, this is just, to me, like I said, the, the community court model is, is pie in the sky as it sounds, just like Grace and Lead. You look at it in real time, there are a handful of people capable of keeping the system in operation. There isn't even, like I said, there's this okay. much, the mayor's office just added two new offices, the climate office uh, with two new managers, and his, the, 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 the executive office has as, not, as much funds right now just to run his staff as the entire municipal court does to operate its entire functions. So there's no way that they can take on this new so-called community court. And not to mention, not to mention, a mental health court already exists within the municipal court system. Okay. And if you read what the mental health court stands for, the goals are identical to what the mayor just announced in the newspaper. All right, Shannon. So that's all well, I have I... to say about it. I appreciate and, your uh, your 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 knowledge on this and uh, and information. I think um, that and you're. I, I'm certain you're right that uh, this is uh, a political move to one degree to mollify both uh, both sides. People that want to see something done on the street, and some and people that want to also have the um, the the social justice issue in mind and uh, p- treating people fairly. But I've right, got to take a quick break. Thanks, Shannon. And uh, we've got other folks on the line. We'll get right to you here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. All-time pizza. Now open in Linden. You'll find the freshest ingredients serving up the tastiest pizza, wings, calzones, salad, sandwiches, and breadsticks every day. At all-time pizza's lunch and dinner buffets, you can indulge in a mouth-watering variety of delicious pizzas fresh salads, and more. Feeling creative? Build your own pizza with all-time pizza's endless selection of toppings. All-time pizza. Come find out why it's the talk of the town. Off Bender Road in Bender Plaza in Linden at alltimepizza.com. When it comes to your vehicle, trust is everything. You need to know that the work being done on your vehicle is done right, done fast, and done for the right price. Bellingham Automotive has been serving and servicing vehicles 30 years. 30 years of proving they are in it for the long haul, earning that trust. You've got places to go. Bellingham Automotive is going to keep helping you get there. Call 360 
676-5200 to schedule your appointment or visit bellinghamautomotive.com. Northwest Energy Systems has been your local leader for heating, air conditioning, ductless, and conventional heat pumps and gas fireplaces since 1976. Stay comfortable all year long. Plan ahead now to look at credits needed for new construction projects or what rebates and incentives are available to upgrade your existing home. Call Dan or Chris at 360-734-HEAT or visit northwestenergy.com to learn more. Northwest Energy Systems, over 45 years serving the Pacific Northwest. Who will win Business Person of the Year? The Whatcom Business Awards Business Person of the Year Black and Gold Gala is selling out. Join them for the March 23rd evening celebration at Semiamu Resort. Whatcom County Sheriff Bill Elfo will receive the Public Service Award. Lifetime Achievement will be presented to Dairy Distributing for Bob Bray in Memoriam. Celebrate Whatcom County Business and find out who wins Startup Business and Small Business of the Year. Tickets at WhatcomBusinessAlliance.com or call 360 The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Friday. John in Ferndale's been hanging on forever. Hi, John. Oh, not forever, Joe. Uh, And it it was just great to hear informed people uh, like Shannon. Although, Shannon, it, it seems to me that great minds could come together to a person like her and Michelle would be great on a board where they decide these sort of things and bring these disparate, uh, you know, separately operating, you know, uh, pieces to, together to yeah. more streamline. But I like the fact, and Michelle would appreciate this, that it gives the police another tool to, you know, get this kind of drug use. You know, Joe, I, what's scary, I, I'm afraid that we're, we're living in the pre-Trank era, T-R-A. NQ, uh, just reading about a a city, and this it's so awful that my mind blocks it. But you know, it's like crocodile, the, the drug in Russia, where people have these open sores that never heal because it interferes, and it's like you know they don't even know they're taking it because they they think it's only fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and like yeah, uh, yeah, I just. <laughs> How long can we watch people just destroy themselves and you know they're committing crimes to get the money? You know, it just like I free will is great, but free will to invade my house to take my stuff so you can buy drugs, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I, so yeah, what I, I called the, about was January there. 6th. Okay. What I called about was January 6th, right? And, you know, Rich, who my good friend Rich, who I agree with. A lot of times, right? And he's very knowledgeable about a lot of stuff, and we're aligned in a lot of a lot of areas. But Rich, when it comes to January sixth, he said yesterday that he's logical and reasonable. The thing is, Rich, imagine you're you're on a jury, and you know the the defendant's attorney is trying to give you evidence that is irrelevant. 
right? It's not exculpatory at all. Like, so this footage that, that Tucker Carlson shows of people, oh, not the ones who are defecating in the offices, and I won't go into detail, it's gross, right? Not that, but these people milling about in the hall, one guy picks up a coat stand so his fellow, you know, rioter uh, won't, won't trip, whatever, but they're still trespassing. And here's the thing, my friends, Listen to me about this, because everyone talks, well, what about the Portland riots? What about this riot? We, we, our cities burned down. No, no, they didn't, and it wasn't pleasant. If I had my way, the cops would have gone in there with rubber bullets and pepper grenade bombs into the chop. That was such a disgrace, and it will never happen again. Hopefully, they've learned their lesson. I don't want to live in an area that's lawlessness. If they'd have gone in there day one, they could have prevented lives from being taken. All right. Right? But – um. So, like, people, you know, they they talk about about like things like like Ray Epps. Ray Epps actually testified before before Congress. He's a Trump supporter, an ex marine, not working with the FBI. There, he was there on January fifth, the night before. He said, "Yeah, let's all go in." January sixth comes around. He doesn't go in because he sees, "Oh no, this is going badly." So th- there's just there's just all these. Well, conspiracies I, and misunderstandings there right, are. that yeah. people that and, people cling to. Well, and I think, and and I would agree, and I think that what we have to remember is that this was the this was the, the center of Congress. This was the center of our government and our representative government, and it it was rioters broke in and heavily damaged it. And I mean, just stop and think. And I know a lot of people don't have much respect for politicians and those in Congress, but. I mean, what if this happened in your workplace? And I, I, you know, think about it. Okay, what if you worked at uh, one of the retail stores in downtown Seattle that was looted? I mean, you'd pe- feel terribly violated, obviously. And um, I think uh, members of Congress have a right to feel that way as well, and including the other people that work in that building and uh, and all of us. I mean, it's as I said, it's the center of our government. Thanks for your call, John. Let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I want to address uh, Mr. Uh, Mayor Fleawood's uh, uh, drug plan attempt okay. attempted some drug enforcement. Okay. I think he and a lot of people on your show today aren't going near far enough. I think all drugs should be outlawed. Okay. Severe penalties. In fact, if we're going to build a, a, a new jail, which we should, we should also build a, 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 bill, a, a jail for the drug drug people. And I, I don't mean all this human relations uh, approach to, to, to this. I mean stick them in there, have them do road work, uh, have until they're 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 clean again. And it, and this these uh, psychologists writing with the police it, fire the, all of those people. Get some uh, get a drug force in okay. the in the county uh, that that operates in, in our county only, and could be under the authorization of Sheriff Elfo with uh, cooperation from the local city uh, police d- d- departments. And uh, uh, have have this drug force go around and help the police. Okay. All right. All right, Bruce. Um, although, you know, drugs have been, by and large, I mean, they've been loosened somewhat. And here in Washington State now, the 
the state Supreme Court had decision has uh, ruled that drug possession isn't a crime or can't be con- our drug laws throughout our drug laws. I mean, they, they can be rewritten, but they have to be rewritten carefully. But um, for decades and decades, drugs have been illegal and people still did them. It's I think it's a deeper, deeper problem than um, and and I, once again, we're talking about a lot of civil liberties issues and everything when we're rounding people up and just putting them away because we catch them doing an illegal drug. Um, I mean, where do we determine that, that someone is actually addicted rather than just using it or trying it? Or where where is the line drawn? But, I mean, these are just questions I'm throwing out there and um, uh, that have to be considered. But uh, let's go to Randy in Bellingham real quick. Hey, Joe. I couldn't agree more with what Michelle was saying about the high-density zoning statewide. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, my neighborhood was changed to high density over 20 years ago. And believe me, it's no fun. You know, they, uh, you know, what's going to happen here is, uh, you know, for one thing, everybody, you're, you have no privacy. I mean, everybody's right on top of each other. There's no yards anymore. What people do is they, uh, they build, you know, tuplex, fourplex, whatever on the back yard and the other house stays on the front of the yard and, uh, you know, it's sadly, it's not really going to make the housing any cheaper. In fact, I think it's going to make it more expensive because a lot that used to be single family is now capable of housing a fourplex or whatever. So that's going to pretty much dramatically increase property values when you can uh, turn it into an income property. Because then it goes from single family, which is not an income property, to an income property. Now, when said homeowner decides to build the fourplex, sixplex, whatever, in his backyard, he's going to have to borrow $800,000, a million dollars, whatever, to have it done. And then to pay for that, he's not going to have cheap rent. You know, the rent is going to be expensive to pay for all this construction. It doesn't come free. So, you know, to me, you know, already we've ruined our beautiful in-city a lot of our, at least my neighborhood's been ruined. And I say leave the, our beautiful inner-city neighborhoods alone as single-family residences. If they want high density, they can take an area out in the city's perimeter, out Meridian or some other ugly area, and they can uh, take an area the size of the, of the business park, you know, and, uh, and build uh, post-war-type multi-story high-density housing there you know uh where where it wouldn't matter you know but i think it's a big i don't think it's really going to accomplish anything you know it'll drive up property values my property value went up but i don't think it's worth it okay well all right Uh, but i mean i i don't know i was talking to a realtor and it it is an interesting uh proposal and an issue i i was talking to a realtor actually just yesterday who said that it's not going to change these neighborhoods overnight, over years, possibly to one degree or another, but still a single family home is going to still be very uh, attractive and very valuable to, to many, uh, many homeowners will want to buy that. And I'm, you know, most people wouldn't say, okay, I could have a duplex instead of a, just my single family home. I'll tear it down and build a duplex and, it, uh, it it's i mean it's got to it's the numbers have to make sense and uh the the properties that might turn into a duplex maybe are houses that are already failing they're old and they're they're or they're you know they're abandoned that sort of thing but 
Um, we'll have to we'll see more debate about this. But uh, quick break. We gotta we'll gotta get out of here for just a moment. We'll be back though. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. We'll hear from Rich and Michael and you here in just a moment on KGMI Connects. Spring is on its way, and for you that may mean a change in jobs or settling into retirement. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. If this spring you find yourself between jobs with no health insurance or planning on retirement and moving on to Medicare then learning about your insurance options might be one of the most important steps you can take for you and your family. Give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. You love what you find at Wilson's. Great summer start at Wilson's Furniture. Wilson's is where you'll find the biggest and best selection of patio and outdoor furniture north of Seattle. If you haven't shopped for patio furniture lately, you are going to be amazed at the variety you're going to find. Wilson's has patio furniture made in aluminum, wrought iron, antique. You'll find motion furniture, pub style, fire pit groupings, sectionals, love seats, and more. Way too many combinations to even describe. You truly have to see for yourself the selection at Wilson's. And the staff at Wilson's are experts in helping guide you through your shopping experience, helping match you, your budget, and lifestyle with the perfect combination of furniture that you'll enjoy not just this summer, but for years to come. Looking for a new way to enjoy the summer night, even when it's a bit cool? You'll love what you'll find at Wilson's Furniture. Open seven days a week on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. You'll love what you find at Wilson's. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite. You become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. In the past year, the Lighthouse Mission staff and community volunteers have made a difference by providing our homeless neighbors with nutritious meals, shelter, and help in transitioning to stable housing. In fact, more than 225 men, women, and children have shelter each night. More than 650 meals are served each day, and 150 people were moved into stable housing. This couldn't happen without the help and support of community volunteers, businesses, and organizations like the Lighthouse Mission. Want to help? Visit thelighthousemission.org, thelighthousemission.org. Dedicated to service, brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. They're also a certified precious metals dealer, American Gold Eagles, Gold and Silver Bars, and a great selection of platinum on Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, Bellingham. Follow the bright light. Neater House of Luxury. Spring is in the air, but this family is in turmoil. Here's mom. Dad? Upset? Well, there's the laundry, the dishes, the floors, the office, the yard work, and PTA, the homework, the soccer, and dance class, and nobody has time to cook a good meal. All right, family, now huddle up. Here's the plan. It's time for old-time pizza. Great-tasting pizzas, calzones, and buffet for everyone in the family. Quick and convenient. Old-time pizza. Now open in Bender Plaza in Linden. Visit them today. Online at oldtimepizza.com. 
We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And back to the phones we go. And uh, thanks for holding on, Rich. Rich in Ferndale joins us. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well. Great topics today. And I wanted to touch real briefly on three of them, starting with the single-family homes. If the state eliminates that zoning from municipalities, we will see over time as a huge increase in property values for those who do have relatively new single-family homes in those neighborhoods. And that, what will that do? That will raise property tax. And there could come a time where the tax alone forces people to put up a duplex or turn it into rentals, or it might even force them to sell to developers to put a sixplex on it. And, and so it, it helps one problem with affordable housing. And in some places, it'll work well. In some places, it won't. Parking will be an issue in some places. So we got to be careful that the state just takes a broad brush and tells these municipalities what they can and can't do when they have been governing themselves and doing just fine. It should be left up to the cities, I think, individually. Okay. That's going to make more sense, and that's going to be – it's got to be more case-by-case case because if you have a whole bunch of sixplexes on a skinny little street and there's no parking, I mean, you're just going to create a disaster. So yeah. it, it's, it's good and bad. And then our, our friend John with the January 6th thing, if I were on a jury for one of those trials, I would really hope that I was presented with all the evidence. I would not want some things withheld and other things presented. And, in fact, there is a case today that has been put on hold due to some evidence of FBI talking about tampering with the evidence came out in testimony yesterday. So there are things going on with January 6th where the government is not above board, and more information is better. Something like this, they should release it all, let everybody see it, and you come to your own conclusion. And then okay. news reporters could come. You know, the last two years, Joe, like somebody like yourself, you could have poured over a lot of footage. And there are people doing that, very few, because it takes a lot of time. It's like a huge dedication to, you know, it'd take you a year to go through. But yeah. we need people to do that because blindly trusting the government, I don't like it. Okay. We need to have watchdog well, that's, outfits. That's that's not a surprise, but okay. And you said anyway, one other one other issue you one, wanted to touch one on. One other thing: how important the drug war is. You think about drugs in jail. So the jails are clogged with drug heads. The hospitals are drug, clogged with druggies. Uh, the police are buried in work. Our healthcare system is. We're all paying for it. This one problem: if you could somehow eliminate a big chunk of supply of the drugs, new laws, new rules get rid of the drugs, these things, our society would be so much better off. Because it's an addiction, you can't make someone become unaddicted. You have to remove the supply from them. This can be done, it should be done, but there's no will to do it. But there's, uh, I mean, just just look look at the history of humankind, though, and uh, there's, throughout our history, there's been this, this urge to... Take these kinds of, um, you know, um, See, altering, good, altering substances. And I'm not very saying good that point. it's good or that it's that, the that it, is, it's just throughout throughout history. We have not had the drugs we have now. Yeah. A lot of these drugs are new and extremely potent. Right. Society, but uh, people I mean, can't if, be it's if, physically addictive and a doctor will tell you who is addicted and who isn't chemically, physically addicted. But I think they we can't help. for we can't lose sight of the fact that that more than likely the, the you know the most damaging drug i mean there are obviously fentanyl and these Cocaine drugs that that can uh, you know over you know somebody can die from taking one pill 
But the most damaging drug society-wide is likely alcohol, and it's and it's illegal. No. And we're not talking no. about taking that, that away. Joe, yeah. Oh, Joe, yeah. Ask, oh, yeah. No, Joe, ask a doctor. You are so wrong. The, the well, if there's, if there's a doctor that, Joe, that, that can say that that's not the case, I'd, I'd like to hear it. But alcohol damages alcohol. so many you people. You can get off of cocaine. Oh, my gosh, Oh, Joe. yeah. But, oh, people do. Yeah, I've known people who've <laughs> quit Joe, cocaine. Sure. And uh, there are people who Not I've talked many. to a guy who kicked uh, fentanyl or, you know, he's in recovery so, well, these from people fentanyl. People in the aren't so. doing it. So, Joe, we should not defend bad things. When I hear I'm the not, left, I'm not defending defend bad, bad things. things. I hate it. I'm not defending anything yeah. bad. I'm There's saying, no I'm saying we, I'm we saying can't we can't. Okay, anything. okay, Rich. I want to move. I got other folks, right? but yeah. we can't lose sight of the fact that alcohol is is a very damaging drug, and it's um, the most widespread. Um, and once again, I'm not saying that we should ban it, but um, we have to we have to be real about all this. Let's go to Michael and Lyndon. Hey, Michael. Hey, Joe. How are you today? Doing good. Happy Friday to you and all the other listeners today. You too, sir. Um, with Real quick, with respect to what you were just talking about with the alcohol and the smoking, you know, our government will not ever make those things illegal for one main reason. It's because they profit and make so much money from the tax revenue. And when you realize that, you know, there's a product that kills 500,000 Americans every year from smoking-related causes, you know, causes people to go to the hospital, causes extra expenses for us, but they're making so much tax money from it that they will still allow it. So when you realize that, what makes you think that they really care about your health when it came to COVID? Do you, do you know what I mean? So it's just, okay. I don't think the All government's right. really interested in our health. I think they're more interested in the money. But okay. that's, all right. that's not I, I just wanted to you know remind everybody, with all this new footage from you know the Shawman guy, you know Jacob Chansley, nine police officers around him, walking around, just talking. They went ahead and prayed with him. The guy was never violent. Nobody can show me a video where that man was violent in any way, shape, or form on that day. And yet he is sitting in prison for over four years. And that, I think that should really shock the conscience of America. You know, they might find themselves in a political protest one day. I'd like to remind John, too, in Ferndale, more people died at the Travis Scott concert in Houston than ever died on January 6th. So I really don't know how it is. But once again, I... All right, and, and I mean that—that that's true. But um, they're both horrible uh, incidents, and uh, and uh, quite frankly, I don't think we've really heard much about Travis Scott since all that. Uh, maybe I don't follow that that, that genre of music, but uh, <clears throat> I, you know, there there's been a lot of talk about uh, safety at concerts as well. And I, I, to say one thing is worse than the other, I I, I don't. Know. But thanks, Michael. I I want to give uh, Paul in Oak Harbor a chance to have the last word here on KGMI Connects. Hi, Paul. Hey, Joe. Hi. Last word. Wow. Well, that's, a, that's it's a big, this is the end of the show, big, so I want to squeeze you in. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, well, your bias shows, and it shows the other the people that aren't biased, I guess. Um, and Michael's right. Rich is generally right, and the drug problem, the solution might be just give them all the drugs they want. And when they kill themselves, then there's not a problem. You know, that it's somebody's kid, yes, but they're a detriment on society. And, you know, well, that's basically I, what we're doing, and we're just yeah. keeping them alive. We'll just give them enough to keep them alive. So isn't that like building this uh, – drug addict industrial complex like we're building the homeless 
industrial complex that were were just bluffing these people to death from a Channel 5 uh, documentary that was done a couple of years ago. The one gal said, you're loving these people to death. You're just supporting them to keep them alive, but they're mm-hmm. not really alive. They're dead to drugs, so I I don't know. Yeah, I've, you're not very, the first one that I've heard uh, make that uh, or express that uh, thought is, um, do we just give people who are addicted? It's a tough one. I mean, then it's they a, wouldn't be breaking into homes to get the money to, to acquire the drugs, right. but then again, I mean, there are a lot of... Um, moral issues in, involved in that as well. But thanks, Paul. Thanks to everyone who called today and all week. And we'll be back Monday here on KGMI Connects.